All right, Leafs talk. J.D. Bunkus, Sam McKee from the living room. Mm. This is exactly like that Sabres game where I'm having a tough time judging the Leafs because I just think that the other team played better. Yeah, they're a good team. That's the, a good team. Uh, that team, in fact, may have won Lord Stanley's mug last yeah. year. So uh, I would say that they're pretty good. They're battle-tested. they got a lot of great players. Really good defensively. Uh, Gorgiev made some big saves, including yeah. one robbing my boy Jake McCabe there at the end of the game. Uh, I think that's a good way to start. Colorado Avalanche are really good, and they played really well tonight. A really good road game for them. Yeah, I will say Gorgiev made some good saves. The big save on McCabe was a good one, but there's one thing that I can say I think is the story of this game is Leafs just couldn't generate consistent offense against that team. Yeah. And for a group that is supposed to be a lot deeper up front and have a lot of skill. I I did think it was a little surprising that they stalled out for a lot of this game, that it it just felt like Colorado did a really good job of defending their blue line, Mm -hmm. making it really tough for Toronto to get clean entries. Like even think about some of the, I think Gorgiev again, made 18 saves tonight. That's with an overtime period. Mm -hmm. That's with three power. It's only got three shots. It just, it, it Again, it didn't really feel like a Leaf issue. I thought Matthews had good jump. I thought so did Marner. There were moments for Nylander and a bit of a tougher one from him tonight, but still snapped it around. Tavares a little non-existent, but yeah, this was just a sort of a weird game. Like, I don't know how, I can't really put my finger on it with just like that first watch and not really looking at some of the highlights. But yeah, I just, I think this is kind of just a credit to Colorado game where they did a really good job of just clogging things up for Toronto and not giving them any easy areas of the ice tonight i think that's fair i think if you're kind of going to extrapolate this mm-hmm. this is the type of game that the Leafs have played in playoffs in yeah. years past where listen they've been shut down at five on five and you need a big goal got shut from, down on the power play too though. but that's what but that's what i mean yeah in a playoff series or a playoff game a lot of games are gonna be really tight checking at five there's obviously exceptions to the rules. Sometimes they open up. It's a hockey game. Mm-hmm. But generally, when you get later in these series, the teams get to know each other better. And you start you know, having that familiarity with each other. The pre-scouts there, you know each other's moves. And at five on five, a lot of time it bogs down. That's why you know game sixes are three, two, two, one. Game sevens are two, one, you know, yep. one, nothing. And it comes down to special teams. Yeah. And it comes down to being able to have a big moment in a game where you can look towards your power play and get a clutch goal from your power play. And the Leafs power play right now is third in the league, which is hard to believe when I, I watch them play every night. But this What's is everybody your, else's power plays doing? I don't know. They like they <laughs> yeah. must like every team's power play must be the hardest thing to watch in the world. But you know what I mean? Like this is an exact sort of you know example yeah. where they went cold against a good team in a big spot and you only get one goal, you have three for three three shots like you said it's i'm not trying to doom cast here but i'm just saying like this is a perfect example of a type of game the Leafs have lost in the playoffs well it bro, really is if, if you're gonna if we're gonna do the whole measuring stick yeah. game and some people don't believe in that it is I, I, yeah how can you not of course i i think that do we make a bigger deal of it sometimes as media and fans 100 yes. are there games where we go this is a measuring stick game and then one team doesn't show up and they just go ah we're not into it tonight yeah. yes but tonight it was pretty clear that both teams were bearing down and trying to play a really tough Big game. Time. I think that Colorado probably after the first time they lost to Toronto was pretty embarrassing. New Leafs Year's kicked Eve. the crap out of them on New Year's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That they probably came into this one with a little bit more, hey, let's see who we are against these mm-hmm. guys. This is a good measuring stick game for us. 
I mentioned today on my show, Colorado's been much better lately. But if you look at your last seven games, I want to say they beat the Sharks, two other crappy teams. I can't remember who they are. They beat the Habs last game. Habs last night. Uh, just scored so, eight on them. Exactly. A bunch of bad teams. And then they've lost to like the Kraken, the Stars, Vegas. They've, they've had four losses against good teams. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that they came in tonight, a little bit of point of pride. Toronto, probably the same thing. You just got outworked by the Sabres. Your coach gave it to you in the media. They wanted to play tight hockey games. So let's just go with, to me, the negatives is that, yeah, another team targeted Toronto Stars and was able to slow them down. Mm-hmm. And then Toronto couldn't really generate much in their bottom six. And I really did think, man, I, I wish we could have seen Ryan O'Reilly play tonight and what he would have looked like in this game. Completely fair. This, but, yeah. this is one where you would want to see a little bit more depth scoring from the team because, man, I thought Nolachari was actually solid tonight doing Nolachari things. Yeah, he just had a Nolachari game. I, David Camp took a bad penalty, but again, defensive guy. I don't, I don't have one Sam Lafferty memory from this game, and I'm a big Sam Lafferty guy. I like other than I was shocked. That he, I was shocked that he was on three on three, and then he like whacked it back into his yeah, own zone. But bump. he's fast, so yeah. you can kind of get that. But this just, it definitely had a little bit of the same old Leafs vibes from the standpoint of. Okay, so you're not getting goals from your top guys. Who else is showing up or who's going to elevate in this game? And I would say that's the negative one for me. I do have some positives, though. Oh, yeah. And I think that's a, and that's why they got Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. Is to sort of lift up the bottom six, where I know they were playing in the top six when he first started here. But when Mm -hmm. game one starts against Tampa Bay, I think we can both agree that he's probably going to be playing in the bottom six. Oh, he's the line center. And then you move him up here and there. And Keith's going to, you know, overthink like he always does with the, with the lines. Mm -hmm. But I think there are some positives in this game. Big ones. And I would say that my number one positive, I think you'd probably agree. I don't know if or not, but Austin Matthews is really starting to look like Austin Matthews. Oh, I don't agree, but I, like he had at least, you know, he was noticeable the whole game. And not just for scoring. Obviously, he didn't get any. Did he even have a point? Do you have a point on their goal? No. Because uh, it was a Riley. Or yeah, Riley shot from uh, yeah. Mitch Marner, yeah. who got the equipment, like the equipment oh, yeah. manager, where they go, hey. That's one of yeah. hockey's favorite things it's for a broadcast. It's praising the equipment, uh, equipment is manager. Is the equipment manager hands a stick to somebody? Oh, yeah. And they score. And they score. Oh, yeah. It is Bobby Hastings, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Who, like, has his hands on all the sticks at yeah. all times. Yeah, ready to rock and roll. If the equipment <laughs> manager hands a stick to a player, that Callie, is – Callie Yarncroft at the secondary assist. Full-blown point. But, that is just something everybody loves to see. So I thought, Matthew – You got to stay ready. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's our equipment manager. He's locked into the game. Bobby He's Hastings locked I in. Actually, I actually want to highlight one day of the equipment manager trying to get the stick and, and then having it. like a Tim Robinson sketch where he's like dropping it. He can't get it. I don't it know what any of this is. He actually sticks the ball <laughs> in the eye with it. Just oh, Maybe yeah, that's what's going to happen. Maybe that's it. Maybe uh, this is an idea for Timmy Robinson. I just agree that – sorry, I hope you agree that Matthews at least now is skating and like chugging and using his physicality mm-hmm. and lifting sticks again and getting in on the offensive zone a little bit like – it feels, and there's a piece written today by Jonas, Jonas Siegel about how he's starting to feel like himself mm-hmm. again and want this to be building in the right direction so that when game one starts, he's back to Austin Matthews, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I just, there is a world to me where he, not that, like, it's hard to say this without saying that he wasn't trying, but like where he's flipping a switch here, yeah. where there's been some monotony in this season with, you know, the determined playoff series. You know, you're not moving up. You're not, well, you could be moving down here. 
you could be having them go ahead of you when you've been playing and they're they're close. But I think there is a world where he's flipping it on here, getting his game ready for the playoffs. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, so. I, I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm saying he wasn't trying before, but like what I'm saying now is that he's really gearing up. Mm, I don't, it, like I know that people cry about the whole, you don't think they're trying? First of all, you can ask any hockey player off the record, hey, do you bring 100% every single game? Uh, no. <laughs> That's I just don't got it tonight. Yeah. What? <laughs> especially star players of that ilk like of course the checking line guys that's part of their skill yeah, yeah. that they can bring you with more consistency that's not to gush about our boy zach hyman that is what made him special and yeah. that's why babcock loved him is that every one night speed. he showed up with Let's the same speed. thing yeah. right um i've seen a noticeable change from matthews yeah. the last couple of games 100%. it's just hard for me to he did have five shots tonight mm -hmm. i think that that led the team yeah he played well he, you're right. There was a couple of moments where you thought, boy, he looks big, which is very, very nice for him when he's shielding the puck with his body and he's getting in hard on pucks. Um, he was dangerous in a couple of spots. I just think like, yeah, when your power play goes 0 for 3 yep. and you have one shot and he's your star player, I I'd like to see a little bit more there. So for sure, that's yeah, fair. he was good. He was fine. I think that that is a big story for me. The there's actually two stories that are more important to me when it comes to playoff stuff. Okay. One is that there's been a lot of talk about the goalies lately. Mm -hmm. And I had Kevin Woodley on my podcast this week, and he was talking about the analytical breakdown. And basically the case that he made was, hey, listen, Toronto doesn't have a problem here, but if you're looking at the guy who makes the bigger saves, yeah. the more uh, just game changers. game changers on loose plays and broken plays, 100%. it's Ilya Samsonov. And tonight he did that. Yep. And like there were a couple of moments where it just like you can Colorado speed man is just so breathtaking. Yeah, poor. There was you're watching poor Mark Giordano out there on that one play where Kale McCarr broke down the entire ice and he's just the last. I'm just just, he was like, <laughs> "Don't do it." Yeah, it worked. It did work. It did work. I'm gonna fall and it worked. But just it was that tonight, like little broken plays where Samsonov is just getting a peaker, just a tiny little kick save, mm -hmm. just. He was calm in the net tonight, and mm -hmm. I, I thought that that was really important for me is he wasn't too busy. This was a big game against a big team, and Colorado ends up with, I think, like 28 shots, yeah. and he makes a bunch of saves. Like, he was just really, really quality. And then the other one is Morgan Riley has had a really tough go, and I hammered him after the last show, and I've hammered him a lot this season yeah, because well, I mean, it's just like – If we came on here and didn't, we'd look like idiots. So. But he scored his third goal of the year tonight, mm -hmm. and it was – just like a beautiful shot where you go, oh, right, you you scored 20 goals once. Where has this been? Because, yeah. like, you picked a spot in the net. You got a clean look, and you finished it, and it was a really nice goal. Yeah. And then from the rest of the game, much like when he got the monkey off his back earlier, went to his feet, and he played well the rest of the night. And I'm yeah. like, dude, this guy, it's not hard to figure out. He's an offensive defenseman. If he gets his cookies, that's why they have him. They just know, like, if he can make these contributions, it's going to bleed into the rest of his game. Yeah. And they got them mic'd up, and he's on the bench, and he's yelling at his teammates, and he's barking at guys. He's giving directions, and I'm going, man, the one thing you can't knock Morgan Riley for is he cares. Oh, my God, and, he cares so much. You know, he cares a lot about yeah. this team and the success of the team. And I think that probably some of the byproducts terrible season is you guys think we're the only ones who think Morgan Riley's had a bad year? Yeah, they know. Like, 
you know who's going to test every night being like, oh, I'm about to work. <laughs> she's like, it's not as bad as you think. He's like, oh, it's just got no goals. She's like, it's like, okay. She's like, yeah. I can teach you how to yeah. skate better yeah. if you want. <laughs> Everybody wants me off the team. Bunk was saying I should be the guy that's benched. <laughs> Zip, goal. Anyway, so for me, it's like if Morgan Riley plays like it just all of a sudden the team feels way more balanced. Mm-hmm. If you get goaltending the way that you did tonight, you can get outplayed by a team that is just kind of kicking your ass for a lot of it and still feel like those top four guys, that Austin Matthews, when he's dialed in that way, that they can do it. So honestly, I don't know. Some people are probably pissed off in the comments and they're like, the Leafs lost again. And No, that's not. this isn't that game. But that's what I mean. I'm, I'm just saying, I thought that tonight the process and the results was kind of like, yeah, Colorado was better than them. I'm not going to say that they are better than them, but that Toronto kind of played some decent playoff hockey. And if that goes into like, multiple five on five overtimes seems like Toronto had the better legs later in the yeah. game. Like the game sort of felt like it was shifting right as it went into three on three in overtime. I just, I'm not mad about that one. I think that there was like more good. for that. So can we talk about Samsonov in terms of him establishing himself here? Like we I don't know think he can. Well, like, the coach thinks that Matt Murray has been great over yeah. the past little stretch. And you know, in his last 11 games, I think he's an eight seventy seven uh, save percentage. So he's allowed four more in five straight. Yeah, first time in his career that that's yeah. happened, by the way. And I I just, I don't know how, like, I get, I do get them trying to establish Murray and making him, like, you know, feel good and, like, trying to, you know, he's the playoff pedigree guy and mm-hmm. they're trying to establish and build that back up. But, like, if you have Tampa in your rearview mirror here for a home ice advantage and you're starting the objectively worst goalie because you're trying to establish him, and he costs you games, and Tampa passes you, and you yeah. go, and their home ice advantage, they're way better at home than they are on the road. Yeah. Like, their road record is not even close to as good as they are at home. Yeah. It's like, it's an important thing to keep home ice advantage here, and if you're trying to establish something that may not happen, and it costs you because you're playing the worst goalie, that's going to piss fans off. No, dude, I, I think I think it's pretty much locked up right now. Here's, here's my thing. But they're going to keep starting, like, it's no. got to be 2-2-1. One for me for Samsonov if he continues to play like this. So I think that I, I think I've said this before on the show. I don't know if they're necessarily trying to hope that Matt Murray's going to steal the job at this point. I think they're just trying to get him confident so that if he does have to go in the net, which is highly probable, dude. Okay, let's let's just think about this this way. They're going to start the playoffs. Samsonov's getting game one. Okay, he's one of the best goalies in the so NHL sure. at home. Yeah, the Leafs are, dude, the Leafs are starting at home. They're going to have home ice advantage against Tampa. Yeah, yeah it's not, that's not, yeah, it's not locked, but I think that the Leafs, they're four or five points up now, and no, Tampa's got a couple were, of games in hand. They're now, oh, sorry, Toronto's po- got a couple now, games in they're hand. They're now three points up with the point they got tonight. Is Tampa playing tonight? No. So Tampa was two points behind them going no, into tonight. There. Yeah. Sure? Okay, whatever. I'll look at yeah, that no, later. I thought, today. but Tampa's also played two more games. Okay, that's true. Okay, so either way, it does feel. Fine, I won't say it's locked up because I don't want to live close with the, to locked up. I don't want to live with the curse of this yeah. for the rest of my life. But if Toronto establishes home ice advantage, mm-hmm. that means that down the stretch they won more games, which I think that they're going to. That Tampa's not going to jump over them. Samsonov's played fine, and so has Matt Murray. So has the team done well. But yeah, Samsonov has been one of the best goalies at home all year. Mm-hmm. He wins at home all. Year. So what are you going to do? You know, a lot of this is even psychological. Yeah, You're saying to this team, hey, this guy won all year long at home. We feel like we can get two with this guy in net. He gets the two. He's still the guy. He gets the split. All of a sudden, you're going to be talking. That's what's going to happen. And to me, 
he's going to get the net when it comes to Tampa Bay. It'd be really hard to envision a scenario where he doesn't get hurt or he just plays extremely poorly down the like stretch here where he's just like unplayably bad for the last 15 which games. It'd be hard to picture happening. At exactly. This point. But if the Leafs go on an extended run, which we lose sight of sometimes because we're so focused on the Tampa thing and so focused on the first round stuff, there's no way Toronto's riding one goaltender to a Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Like that's just not happening with this team. They're going to split it up. They're going to go with different matchups. They're going to go with different looks. They're going to have a tandem. So I think that, yeah, it's important for them to kind of keep both guys so that they have them both ready and they don't try to establish to somebody like Matt Murray, who's been more of a moody dude. Yeah. And Ilya Samsonov, who's someone who's dealt with confidence issues at times. I think mm -hmm. that's actually a delicate balance for the team. So yeah, it does. Does this add to Samsonov's already, I think, well-established lead over Matt Murray yeah. for starting game one? Yeah. Sure. But I think that's already kind of established at this point just about anyways. Yeah. And that all we're really seeing here is them try to figure out, hey, both of you guys be feeling good going to the playoffs in case it, you're it, called upon. It's 100% fair. Yeah. And I like really well laid out by you. But I am concerned about it costing them whole nice if they start Murray too many times and he just can't get it. Back. That's fair, too. That's like I, fair, too. Like I thought it was further apart. No, it's really not. It's they're breathing down their neck. They just beat New Jersey last night. Yeah, handily. I know which I watch. I'm, I'm watching them every night. I'm it's just annoying because they I'm, were I, just I'm a, crap. I'm, I'm an amateur scout now with the, yeah. with the lightning. I just watch all their games. I just grind <laughs> over the tape. They're still really good. Yeah. So my, I hear, I'm here to tell you my scouting trip has returned that they're still. Yeah. Okay. So as of right now, you're right. Toronto's yeah. only up two points. Well, three now. Cause they got a with point three tonight. tonight. Sorry. Yeah. Three tonight, yeah. but only with a game in hand after yeah. tonight then. Yeah. yeah. It's way closer than I yes. thought. So you gotta be careful here. Mm -hmm. Starting a guy who has been bad. Fair. Like, you just got to be careful. Fair. Like, I, that's all I'm saying. But, like, I want him to be feeling good. Yeah. But there's also a world where he's just not good. You know? Yeah, that's one, though, where adds to some of these frustrations of letting some of these games slip. Of course, like now man. I'm, I'm retroactively more pissed about them blowing 2 nothing. To, yeah, that's what to yeah. most games. He's like, yeah. you're up 2 nothing with yeah. 10 minutes left in the second period, and you lose? Yeah. Like, you can't do that. All right. Let's check the notes to see if there was anything else. Uh, oh, yeah. the um, So all this line juggling and the stuff that's been happening, yeah. I thought that that hurt. Maybe it didn't because too many men penalties happen to teams all yeah. the time. Yeah. But when it happened, running out different four groups all the time yeah. and seven defensemen and it goes spot in the game. It's annoying. It stings a little yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. I you, agree. Yeah. And listen, how hard is it for Keith? Yeah. It's like you're just creating so much work for yourself. It's like this and that and this yeah. and this guy with this guy. It's like there's a part of me that like, you know how much we love to make fun of him for tinkering and overthinking. Yeah. I think he just loves this. I think he's like, oh, a little bit of this. He's like a freestyle chef. I he's don't like, think so. A little sprinkle this, sprinkle that, like a little bit of cumin, a little bit of I think paprika. He like he's just flying all this stuff in there. How about you just call up Bobby McMahon and play four lines and six forwards? <laughs> well, is Bobby McMahon healthy? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he he's scored good. two more goals in a row. Yeah, I think he... Just call him up and play him on the fourth line, man, and just have 12 forwards and six defensemen and just roll with it. Pick some guys. Hurt some feelings. Yeah. Like, it's... We get it, man. You're Mr. Tricky. Like, it's just... I... There's just too much going on. You gotta... I get that you're trying to figure stuff out heading into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And you'll want to see what works with what. In time, you want to have some stuff established by yeah, the time but, playoffs get here. But that guy's not playing. Like who? Bobby McMahon. Like he's not getting in a playoff lineup. Like I know, but I'm just saying. Like you want to. They're st obviously sticking with Matthews and Martyr together, mm -hmm. and they've liked Camp, Achari, Aston Reese, and they stuck with that together. Mm -hmm. 
but they're they're putting Kerfoot and Lafferty together. Yeah, but Camp might end up getting yeah, flipped out I with just, like there's just too many moving pieces. But bro. you got to establish some sort of continuity. I think like these guys me, are looking over, the, but they're looking over their shoulder, being like, "Who am I playing with? Who am I playing with?" Like, at some point, it's got to get a little bit frustrating. Yeah, maybe. I just think, like, at this point right now, it's hard for me to say put Bobby McMahon in the lineup or put Pontus Holmberg or put God Alex Steves back up here or Wayne Simmons well, actually I mean, was the practice. Well, guy yeah, but this, like or? Bobby McMahon is like on merit. Better than sure. all those other options that you just mentioned there. Like well, he's been on fire. I don't fire. know if he's better than Pontus, but yeah, I know he scored a hat trick the other night and then he was hurt. But um, I just think that for them, they're looking at this and saying, if we have to break out Bobby McMahon for the playoffs, like we'd rather just be trying to let Gustafson feel it. We have something yeah. in him so he feels invested in the team yeah. rather than try to put the kid on the ice that we'd be playing. Like how many minutes in a game is Bobby McMahon getting if he gets into a playoff game? Five minutes? I was going to say seven tops yeah like he's getting five minutes yeah. against tampa bay like yeah. that's the max he's getting yeah. they're just in a tough spot with the injuries and waiting on nice yeah. where they're saying we're keeping this spot open this is for you there's no point in these other guys because you're going to so, be the guy that's on the bubble when it comes to who's next up so with nice yeah. we got to um we got to uh cheer against minnesota they're starting their- so you're you're on that train of like, course okay i'm I, are you cheering for him? My, the, the competing theory that I have is that if he comes off winning a national championship, he's feeling good. He's confident. Yeah. He's so it, their conference championship, like the they're basically their you know March. Leave Madness. that in the chat. You want to see Matthew Nyes win, or you want to see him here earlier? Their, their, their March Madness starts the twenty fifth. Yeah. So, dude, Frozen Four going up against March Madness is maybe the insane. greatest beatdown. Why in the did they even do that? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's time to have the clock. The no, calendar works. but it's just so funny because in my brain, whenever the Frozen Four is rolling around and there's actually teams of note, I always go, watch the Frozen Four. That oh, seems right. like something. Because the <laughs> biggest like, sporting yeah. event in the world is happening. Yeah. Exactly. Tomorrow, like, by the way, I dude, wait. I know. I can't wait. It's just like, so no, there's, starts a, Friday. there's a, oh, it doesn't start tomorrow? No, it's Isn't the it playing games. Thursday? Yeah, but I think it starts Friday. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, there's a chance that if they lose out next weekend. Yeah. You can get them into the lineup a little bit, and mm. like if they make it to the Frozen Four, they win the Frozen Four. Yeah, it's three games max. Because max. Yep. So from a getting into the lineup, this has been discussed, my friend. Oh yeah, this I, is Leaf <laughs> Station <laughs> knows. There's every single person watching this stream right now is like, Sammy, Wait, we know when he's back if they buddy, win. We talk about this every day. Yeah. Like we don't. Have, there's not a lot of things to talk about. Yeah, no. <laughs> so we talk about that a lot. I'm just saying that ultimately, like eleven seven. Yeah. I think I even I went back. I it's for my podcast tomorrow, but I'll step on it. Oh, a little step on. Well, no, I just I put together because I have Versteeg tomorrow. I was going to talk to him about eleven and seven. Yeah. And yeah, every okay. single guest on Real Kipper and Born. We're like, no. what do you think of eleven? And 7? Okay, but here's the thing. Keith's always talking about Tampa Bay. I looked it up. They Tamp- did it. Tampa Bay. No, Tampa Bay did it. They played four games when they won two Stanley Cups combined. Yeah. How many games did they run eleven and seven? I'm going to say tops four. No, way more. More? <laughs> yeah, four out of 48. No, yeah. yeah. No, they did 11 times, but still. Oh, so that's not many. No, but still not very many. Yeah. I'm just saying. The way that... you set it up, I thought it was going to be really little. No, yeah, sorry. I guess yeah, what yeah, this. You, 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 you threw the alley oop over the platform <laughs> right like, there. I feel like people watch this now, like, that's, that sucks. You just ruined that stat. <laughs> yeah, I save it for your own show. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, that's, that, that's ruined. That's all ruined. Sorry, anyway, my, my only thing is, like, I, I don't like. 11 and 7. I don't think that that's yeah. what they're going to do come playoff time. But as of right now, if they were doing this and they were getting two 
too tricky and they were scratching Sam Lafferty to try to do this, I'd be annoyed. Yeah. But with Ryan O'Reilly out, I actually think the bigger conversation is going to be if Nyes doesn't pan out or they can't get one of these guys healthy or somebody else gets hurt, everybody was sort of expecting that Dubas was going to add one more forward. Like, yeah, Bobby. Yeah. Bobby McMahon. And it, well, it's going to be one of two things. Why didn't you just go out and add one more veteran? Or why did you flip Angball out? And listen, I'm never going to be, why oh, did you flip Engvall? Oh, I'm never turning oh on that. I'm just saying that he'll be susceptible to that criticism of Absolutely. being like, why did you not have one more NHL Absolutely. forward at your disposal? Because no you were kind of thin there. So that's it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, um, I got some. Yeah. What else you got? Makar. Oh, can we just say that? So hot. Get him in a red and white Canada jersey at some <sighs> point in my lifetime. Yeah. With him and McKinnon. I, together I, on the same team that we can cheer for them beating uh, down the planet in hockey dude i've said this i've made this joke before but yeah. there's something about him having those cute little rosy cheeks, oh, yeah, and then he's flying. an assassin he kills people. it's just the best because you look at him and you're like what are you gonna do cutie pie and they just like, vroom, <laughs> like down the <laughs> ice. yeah exactly just yeah. rosy cheeks looks yeah. like he's been pinched and mckinnon's such a stud too the way he skates it's like the mckinnon spin is yeah. just one of the nastiest and he things. is such a rhino out there. yeah he is he's huge so i Watching those two guys play hockey is an absolute pleasure. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to watching them play many games in the playoffs again this year. Like, I just really enjoy mm -hmm. watching that team play. Yeah. They're well-balanced. Like, they don't even have Landeskog. You could just see like, All year. Yeah. Like, they, you know, that Ranton is probably one of the most underrated guys in the league. Like, yeah. I know people think he's a star, but this guy's like, he could be an MVP candidate in another Lukushkin year. Nikushkin is solid. Big yeah. save by Samsonov, by the way, on that. Speaking robbed of, ro like, absolutely robbed yeah. Nikushkin. So, like, you think... They're just really deep, and their decor like that taste. That yeah. is such a bad trade by Lou Lamorello. <sighs> yeah, two second really round is. picks for Devin. You didn't get a first round pick. The Lou Devin. haters. That is their just. Oh, that's that's your number one. That's the you thing that they. The I know they look that at that. Zaitsev contract. That guy had to get like multiple first round picks. To trade. Yeah, but the Zaitsev <laughs> contract is like one where everybody loved Zaitsev the first year, then he yeah. got the concussion. And, and then, the but we did all know when he got the contract, I was like, what? Oh, Seven years? Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, but, uh, he's Devin, all right. Is it Devon Taves or Devin Taves? Yeah. Devon, I, I'll go Devon. Yeah. But I, he, he's really, really great. Like that yeah. is an elite top pair. They'd probably play as a pairing for Team Canada. Yes. Yeah. No, so, they're sick. So I just really like that team mm -hmm. and I respect the hell out of the way they play. Like their stars have edge again. Like yep. we talked about McKinnon. McCarr is just a cute little boy who just kills people. He doesn't really do anything. But he's got edge. But Nachushkin, Nakushkin. Yeah. I can't say top. Nakushkin. But yeah, I just, like I said, sick team. Good for them. They beat they beat the Leafs straight up tonight. I hate when people say names wrong because my dumb brain, I have no confidence. I put it right in there. And I go. I got it in your Nakushkin. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you said it and I said it with confidence. And I went, I have no idea now. <laughs> I You just says the wrong name to me and it's basically like the men in black stick where it's just like did you like you've forgotten everything you know <laughs> Sorry, buddy. about what a guy's name is all uh, right I, I again i thought bunting was solid tonight yeah. and uh, they can't keep kerfoot up there but holy crap i John just cock's no good either up there there this is this is just a thing about this team is they just never you maybe like good luck matthew nice you can play him 15 minutes a night right out of college over well, these this guys. is the thing that concerns me is that every no. new guy they've brought in mm -hmm. straight to the first line, right? Mm. You think about it, like they did it with Bunting right off the hop last year when he first came here. They did it with Nick Ritchie right off the hop last year. They did it with Joe Thornton. They did it with like everybody. Mm -hmm. They did it with Felino. They put, you know, as soon as Babs left, they put Tyson Berry on the top pair for the whole year. Like they do these things where they want to make guys feel overly confident. 
and it just concerns me that they're going to do it with knives too. Mm. That's a, I do that's think a, that's a real one that keeps me up at night a little bit. I do think that come playoff time, they're going to hyper load the second line with O'Reilly down the middle and Tavares on the wing for some periods shifts here or like some sure. shifts. Like yeah. they're going to just Absolutely. have that Rover. It looked too good not to and do it again. They just, it, I'm now officially in the zone of concerned <laughs> by the amount of Kerfoot in the top oh six. God. Like Kerfoot at is first a fixture, I know, but at first I thought it was just like, because Kerfoot is, is, Keith's version of Hyman, where he's just the coach's pet, where he's yes. like, this guy does everything right. He does the system right. Do what he does. He works hard. But then he goes out there and he just like doesn't make anything he happen. Beats it to a square. But I think it's more like trying to be motivating at first, where it's like bunt, yeah. dump, bunting down. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, how many times, how, how many weeks is this now where he's there? Like, it doesn't feel like a test anymore. This feels like a thing you're well, going to do. What's so. the other option? No, I, well, I still think that out of all the guys that looked decent um, from the bottom group, I think that Yarncrock with Tavares and Nylander yeah, and the then bunting back yeah. up is to me that's the it. best version of the top okay. six. And that the good thing about putting Yarncrock there is that when he's down your lineup, he's a complete ghost. And when he's up there, he at least feels a little bit, bit dangerous. If Even, the puck lands on a stick, he can shoot it in the net. Yeah, well, kind Sometimes. of. Or it's or either in or a million feet over. <laughs> he does love to – he overshoots a little bit anyways. Um, yeah, we call – on Real Kipper on Born, we call uh, Alex Kerfoot Flex Seal. Because yeah. uh, Keith just slaps him on that water. That's yeah. Kerfoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good bit. Yeah. That's a really good bit. I do like that. Yeah. All right. Let's run. Yeah. Um, this was a good one. Leafs Talk, J.D. Bunkus, Sam McKee. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at J.D. Bunkus, at Sam A. McKee. And if you want to even add a little further support because you're nice and you appreciate just this free content that we do every single night, you'll subscribe to the podcast on Apple or on Spotify. You'll leave five stars. If you're on iTunes, you can leave a quick little review and you can share it when you see this come out. You just have to touch one button, retweet. Seems pretty fair deal. You share it with a friend. We don't really care. One person, grow the audience. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And you can hit that thumbs up on YouTube. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. For JD Bunkus, Sam McKee, we appreciate you.